Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lance McLaughlin Show. Thank you, everybody, who has shown support on the Patreon. We just uploaded our first Patreon episode, uh, and uh, the people there seemed to like it, so that was awesome. I, I received a couple of really nice messages, and um, those episodes are going to keep going up every Monday at 10 p.m., uh, I believe is the time that, that I decided on. Uh, if you haven't, feel free to go check out the Patreon. You get some cool benefits and uh, some more some more podcast action, so that's always good. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about today, and I, I just want to start off with the Travis Scott situation. I touched on it at length in the Patreon episode, so I'm not going to go into it too heavy, but I will say um, that the the whole situation is is terrible, shouldn't have happened, there was too many people at the venue, um, Travis Scott... I've talked about this before this as well, but Travis Scott actively promotes like this outlandish, like fake rock star type, like behavior. This like this like go wild, go crazy, fucking you know just rage, like do whatever, um, and then doesn't want to take any of the responsibility for actively encouraging that type of behavior. Um, his apology was a joke. I've never seen somebody touch their face as much as he did in that video. Um, honestly, it was really hard to watch, not because the apology was was so great and it was such a tragic uh, thing, but because he just looks like an idiot and he, he looks like he's trying to make himself cry the entire time. Um, we've been through this. We've seen this too many times from other YouTubers. Travis Scott should have taken some notes from some other YouTuber apologies because there's definitely some better ones out there. Um, again, we touched on it more on, on the Patreon, but, um, yeah, he's an idiot and I, do I hold him completely responsible? Not entirely. Obviously there was, there was other things like other factors going on. Anytime you get that many people in, in a small area like that, um, you know, things can go wrong. But the, the fact is when you have eight people die and what was it like a hundred and plus people injured and, and shit like that. Like, there was something wrong, and the thing should have been stopped as soon as the ambulances started to try to drive through the crowd. It looked like um, that South Park episode where they have to build the human drill to drill into the hippie crowd from the uh, the, the music festival getting out of hand. It was so perfect for that. Like, the, the, the imagery is just so synonymous with that. Um, that's what I thought of. And... I, I it should have been stopped way before the, the I, I do feel bad for the camera people like the people that were begging the camera people to like stop the show like in all honesty they can't really do anything like one camera person isn't gonna stop the the whole concert he I don't even think they have the ability to stop the whole concert like yeah sure they might move that camera but all the people are gonna do is switch to another camera like they don't, you know what I mean? Like, so I do feel bad for them because that's kind of a, that's a shitty situation to be in. Um, but all together, that whole event was managed horribly. The security was awful um, or non-existent for most of it. If people are drunk and on drugs, like that's whatever, that's what happens at music festivals and concerts. But you know, you got that many people dying. I mean, what are you doing? You know, Travis Scott stopped a concert once to spit on somebody who took his shoes and you got people dying in front of you and you, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. That's a shitty situation. I think Travis Scott is a moron. 
Uh, he's got good music, but he's he's a moron. <laughs> just plain and simple. Most musicians are, though. Like Just because you make good music doesn't make you a, a good person or a smart person, and just because you have money doesn't make you a decent human being either. Uh, I, I think we expect too much of, uh, of of celebrities and musicians just be like, you know, like big names. We want them to be good people, but in reality, they don't care. Travis Scott left his old manager on the floor having a seizure. He doesn't care. He's a, he's an actual fucking sociopath. Like, he doesn't care. You know, like, he doesn't, he, he doesn't care. And it showed in that apology video. He looked like an alien imitating what he thinks human emotion should be. He doesn't... He's, fuck out of here go 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 ride a horse somewhere dude like get get the fuck out of here i i just i just wanted to touch on that again i go into it a little bit more um on the patreon episode um other things that i wanted to talk about speaking of large groups of people and uh and things like that um was i saw a thing on twitter talking about candace owens maybe lying about being vaccinated. And I, I mean, I, I don't know why it matters. <laughs> people lie all the time, especially people who, who, who get into politics and, and talk about politics. And I just, they're, they're habitual liars. They've made a career out of lying to people. Um, but it led me down this kind of rabbit hole. And it's something that I've really noticed. Um, not so much in my, like, you know, and on on a regular basis, the people that I come in contact with are, are anywhere from 10 to maybe 25, 30 people, like on a regular basis, you know, like, and, and by that, I mean, maybe monthly, you know, I interact with maybe 10 to 30 different, like, friends or people that we know. And just recently, like, we had to get together and like, you know, like 20 people showed up and it was fun and it was having, it was awesome. Uh, but there's this trend of unvaccinated people walking around and wearing their unvaccinated badge of honor, essentially. They, they, they walk around like they're smarter than everybody because they're not vaccinated. And this, I think this has stemmed from vaccinated people bullying unvaccinated people calling them everything from murderers to, to, to just stupid to, uh, that, you know, they, they don't care that, you know, they don't care if, if, if their grandmother dies and stuff like that. And I, I, I don't understand how people haven't recognized that when you constantly yell and pick at a group of people, it doesn't bring them over to your side. It doesn't change their mind. It, it makes them double down. It's what it does. Like whenever you're constantly calling me stupid for a decision of mine, whatever my reasoning may be, it doesn't make me go, wow, you're so right. I'm so stupid. Me so dumb. You're so right, random person. It makes me want to just say, fuck you. I'm going to continue to do what I want, and I'm going to do it 10 times harder. You know? It's it's kind of like, you know, like... 
if 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 I was if I was gay, let's just say that. Let's say I wasn't married to my wife. Let's say I was gay. Where I grew up, that was was very not okay. I grew up in the middle of the Bible Belt in Arkansas, very very Christian household. It didn't take. Let's just say that it didn't take. Um, even from a very young age, it it's I was starting to look around and just didn't just see the kind of the the show that people would put on. Um. And that was, and so it didn't take, but let's say I was gay and my family was constantly telling me not to be gay. All that would want, all that would make me want to do is, it, it, this is how my mind works. It makes me just want to go have more and more aggressive gay sex. That's what it would make me want to do because that's how my mind works. And I'm starting to quickly realize that a lot of people don't like to be told what to do. And whenever people are constantly berating them, it makes them want to double down on whatever the opposition says is wrong. Whether that's unvaccinated people or, or being vaccinated. I got vaccinated because I had to be vaccinated to, to do my job. My wife got vaccinated because she had to be vaccinated to do her job. There's a lot of people that got vaccinated so that they could keep their job. Now, on the flip side, there's a lot of people that have quit their job because they don't want to get vaccinated because of their own personal reasons. I've talked about this before. My mother-in-law has lupus. It's an autoimmune disease. She got vaccinated for her job. And what it did was it made her lupus so bad that she almost went completely blind because that's what happens. And now they're saying that you shouldn't get vaccinated if you have certain autoimmune diseases. She was one of the first groups of people to get vaccinated. And then all of a sudden, everything fucking starts going wrong, and they're like, "Oh wait, whoa! If you got if you got an underlying condition, maybe you shouldn't. You know, maybe you shouldn't." And it's so it's a, it's a really weird subject and, and and topic because people are so aggressive about it. They're like, "No, there's no middle ground. You're either with us or you're against us. There's no other reason not to." And the whole reason that I brought up the the friends that I get together with or interact with on a, on a weekly basis or monthly basis is because whenever I get together with them, I have never once asked them, hey, bro, you vaccinated? You vaccinated, dog? Can't come in here if you're not vaccinated. You know, hey, we're throwing a party, vaccinated, vax cards on deck to get in. And maybe that's just me. Maybe you guys interact with people on a day-to-day -day basis and you immediately ask your close friends or people that you, you really like to have around you, you immediately care whether or not they got a vaccine more than, more than you do those people. I, for one, am not that invested in their lives. Um, I, I, don't, I don't care enough. You know, that's your choice. Again, I'm not going to stand over you like I'm your parent and tell you what to do. If you want to get it, get it. If you don't want to get it, don't get it. My only thing is just why would you brag about it? Like, that's the thing that I keep seeing is people bragging about it. They're like, yeah, bro, fucking team, team Pfizer, dog, let's go. And then, you know, they like chest bump people and they get like matching tattoos and you know, they touch tips in the shower and, and shit like that. And, and they, you know, they write fucking Pfizer on their 
ass and whipped cream while their friend licks it off type shit. And then the unvaccinated people are doing the same thing. Like, yeah, bro, no vax. Uh, what's good? And they, they're doing the exact same shit on both sides. Like, I can, there's literally a, a parody in this somewhere where they're doing the same shit on both sides, but they're both yelling at the other one for being a shithead. But then they're over there like fucking doing the exact same shit and acting the exact same way and just berating each other over their own like life choices and stuff. And, I, I you know, you see the people talk about it's not about you. It's about the other people, about the people you're around. I get it. I do. And in my case, I have a very weird case where I don't come into contact with a, a lot of, of, of at-risk people in that case. Um, again, my mother-in-law that was is somebody who would be considered at-risk for COVID. She's vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. And anytime I go out anywhere, like we went out to a bunch of bars in Cincinnati a few weeks ago. We came back because they were watching our dogs for a couple days for us. Um, me and my wife came back from Cincinnati and I, I didn't, you know, I, I kept my distance and I, I just told her, I was like, look, I was like, we were just out and about and doing a bunch of shit. Like I, if I did bring something back, I don't want to give it to you. Okay. And I grabbed my dogs. I said, thank you so much. Like I'll text you. And then we left. It's like one of those things that you take like small precautions around the people that you know are at risk, you know, now, whenever it comes to like in public, like, I don't know how close you guys are getting to people that are at risk, but people talk about, they're like, it's about other people. Well, I'm not going to the grocery store and trying to make out with memo. Okay. I like, I'm not that close to people. I have no desire to be that close to people. Uh, you know, and you know, I wear my mask so that people don't yell at me and, and things like that. And, and, you know, uh, uh, God, what's his name? The, the Navy seal guy, Jocko, Jocko. Uh, he was talking about like why he wears a mask. Somebody like wrote into his show and was like, why do you wear a mask, Jocko? Like, what, what, what's the deal, bro? You know, it's like one of those people like, bro, why you, why you let him control you like that dog with the mask? And he was like, dude, I, I wear it just to avoid the fight because the fight, like, it's not worth it. You know, <laughs> it's just not, I mean, that's, that's kind of, it was like a perfect encapsulation of how I felt about this whole thing. Um, obviously mishandled across the board. Everything is mishandled about it, but I don't like the fight. I don't, it's not worth it to me. Like, I don't give a shit enough. Um, and the, the, the hypocrisy with the whole thing is kind of crazy too, because now that we're kind of like, I don't want to say we're coming out of it, but all of the, the lockdowns and mandates and stuff are being lifted because I think a lot of people are just saying, fuck it at this point. It's not like the numbers have really gotten that much better, but people are just like, fuck it. We're tired of it. Let's move on to the next thing. And so all that stuff's being lifted. And now you have this weird middle ground where nothing makes sense anymore. Like before it kind of made sense. I was like, okay, maybe the masks help. Maybe the social distancing helps. Maybe being outdoors helps as well with the ventilation. And now you're in this weird middle ground where you, you like, if you go somewhere, some places will have a sign on the door that says masks required. And then you go in and nobody has one on and the, and the, the employees don't even have them on. It's like, they have to put a sign up, but nobody enforces it. Or you go to these places where they do enforce the mask thing. You go in with the mask on 
walk 10 feet, sit down, and then take the mask off. As if that does anything. I I can't wrap my head around it. Um, uh, Tim Dillon talked about it because he's doing a, a tour right now, and he did a show in D.C. recently where he didn't have to have his mask in the green room. He's vaccinated. He required vax cards because most of these venues, like now, if you're going to do a show there, like a comedy show, you have to require um, vax cards or a negative COVID test. It's usually what it is. And it's the venue. That's not like a lot of people are like, oh, I can't believe like you would enforce vax cards. The venue makes people do that. Um, and it also varies by state and it's all over the fucking place. But anyway, he's in D.C. He's vaccinated. He requires vax cards or negative COVID test. And he said that in the green room, he didn't have to have his mask. When he walked out of the green room, he had to have his mask on. When he goes on stage, he doesn't have to have his mask. And everybody in the crowd had to have a mask until they sat down. How does that make any sense? Like you're talking about a packed theater where people are shoulder to shoulder, essentially sitting down. You have to have it on walking in. But as soon as you sit down, you're immune to COVID. I don't understand that train of thought. And that's what I'm talking about whenever I talk about the hypocrisy kind of coming out as we come out of the thing, because it seems like nobody knew what the fuck was going on throughout the thing, right? And then now that mandates are kind of lifted, kind of not, some people still think that certain things work. Some people think that other things work. The numbers have never really improved. And now nobody knows what the fuck to do. And everybody's tired of it. Everybody's tired of talking about it. I'm boring myself sitting here talking about it now. The point I'm trying to make is, like, you saw this during the the Trump years as well. Not just, and now it's gotten worse. Eh. Worse. They focused on different things, maybe. Um... But it's the doubling down whenever you you yell at somebody. Whenever you yell and scream at somebody like, hey, you should care about the things that I care about. You are stupid for not thinking like I think. You are stupid for not believing the things that I believe. And all that does is whenever you do that to people, they don't give a fuck about you. Like, fuck you, dude. That just makes me want to do the other thing. You know? Like, you saw it with the, with the Trump thing. Like, oh, you, you support Trump? Okay, fuck you then, dude. You're a stupid piece of shit. Fuck you. And it's like... <laughs> Because I remember um, I had said, I had made a comment because I I don't really give a shit about voting in like presidential elections. Um, I, I'm not a big vote guy. I'm, I'm not. Um, mostly because I don't make enough money to care. If I made more money, like if I was like, you know, that top 1% where they're like, you know, some of that shit really affects me. Nothing anybody does really affects me. Um, but I, I do remember there, I was talking about a couple of things that, that, that Trump did that were funny. Because he said some funny shit. And the fact that people didn't see how utterly ridiculous and hilarious it was that we had the guy who was famous for saying, you fired on The Apprentice, it was the president. I, and then just started like 
he would just say shit that was funny. And people were like, oh, you support him? I was like, no, but he's funny. <laughs> the shit he says is so utterly ridiculous and stupid. And the fact that it's coming out of the president's mouth is is terrifying. But as a comic, I have to like I have to see the fact that that's fucking funny. And so, you know, like people would would do shit like that. And I would just be like, dude, do you really care that much? Like, and I I didn't support the things he did. I didn't support uh, everything he said. But some of the shit he did was funny. Not everything is so fucking. I, I told you guys, on, I, I think it's maybe the first episode I told you guys that we don't deal in absolutes. I don't talk and deal in absolutes. That's not what it is. That's not what anything is. But I just. When you beat up somebody, that doesn't make them like you. That makes them fucking hate you and everything that you stand for. And then it draws a big line right in the middle. You don't have to agree with everybody. I just I, I just couldn't believe it, dude. Like, I have never once asked somebody if they were vaccinated or unvaccinated. And I have never in my life seen more people go around bragging about it um, like they like, like they do now. People go around and brag about it all the time. And I just, I, I don't care. I can't. I, I'm I'm at the I'm at the limit on the on the fucks in the bucket. You know what I mean? Like I'm on the limit. Um I just saw that and I thought that was so interesting because for some reason Candace Owens being unvaccinated was uh was a news story. <sighs> Tough. <laughs> but that's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. And um I, I don't I don't care what you guys do. I, again, I'm not your parents. I'm here to just fucking entertain you and I'm here to maybe give you give you some laughs. That's what I'm here to do. I don't give a fuck one way or the other. Um now on to something just a little bit more lighthearted. I'm going to kind of break this episode up into kind of some some shit that like kind of frustrated me and then some shit that I thought was kind of cool and uh and, and kind of interesting. So a little little more lighthearted. Um Paul Rudd is people's sexiest man. Good old Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd. I, I know that <laughs> people have their feelings one way or the other, but I, I, I love Paul Rudd. I think uh, a lot of his movies are fucking great. Him in Wanderlust. If you guys haven't seen Wanderlust with him and Jennifer Aniston, I, I think it was Jennifer Aniston. Um, him in that mirror scene, he's trying to practice dirty talk in the mirror. And I cry laughing every fucking time. And what's funny is I actually watched that with my parents back in the day. Like when it came out and it was, I, I, it was so awkward, but I just couldn't help but laugh at it. I couldn't help it. He's in the mirror talking about his, his, uh, uh, exquisite erection, his erection selection. I still use some of the lines from that movie when I'm just being stupid. I'm fixings to fuck you. Like he's, <laughs> oh my God. I absolutely love his fucking shit. And, and 40 year old virgin. Oh, beautiful fucking movie. Super well-written comedy. Much better than a lot of the comedies now. Like a lot of a lot of comedy movies now, they just take comedians and put them in a scene and tell them to like riff at each other. They they like improv the movie. There's no real joke writing. There's no real timings to the movie. Um, there's not a ton of physical comedy. Uh, like maybe back in like when you think back at like iconic comedy movies, you think of like. Like Ace Ventura, 
Those are iconic comedy movies. Jim Carrey is some of the best physical comedy ever. Um, just his mannerisms and the way he moves, he's hilarious. Uh, and and a lot of those like early, I, w- I would say like the two thousands maybe. Like Nacho Libre is another hilarious movie. If you guys haven't seen that in a while, I suggest you go watch it again. Um, it's just fucking great. And Forty Year Old Virgin is no exception. Forty Year Old Virgin is is a very well written movie. Super awkward. Like it's got that like classic, you know, Steve Carell like awkward comedy in it, but it's so good. It's so good. And now a lot of comedies are like, hey, let's just fucking improv this shit and just see what comes out the other side. It looks like my YouTube videos, honestly. Like, I could direct a comedy movie now. I really could. I'd just pick somebody and just tell them to just yell lines at each other. I don't know. It's very different. Um, Nathan Zed has a great video on that if you guys want to talk. If you guys want kind of some more in-depth insight on that, Nathan Zed's a, a, an awesome YouTuber. And he he actually goes into that. And I think I watched that video maybe a few months ago, and I've actually been thinking about that and rewatching a lot of movies, and he's super right. <laughs> he's like 100% right. Because I don't watch a lot of comedies now. I don't watch a lot of new release comedies. Um, They're kind of just, ugh, I don't know. Definitely not not what they used to be. Or maybe I grew up. I don't know. I can't tell. Maybe my, maybe my standards for comedy went up. <laughs> I don't know. Now. Back to something that uh, irritates the fuck out of me, which is Squid Game Season (laughs) 2. Squid Game Season 2, everybody. Season 2 is coming. Of course, it's coming. It's coming right in your face. They announced Squid Game Season 2. Obviously, Squid Game is like Netflix's highest grossing movie. Or not movie show. Like, like, you know, most watched show. They feel like they probably had to make a Season 2. They left the door open for Season 2. I thought the ending of Squid Game Season 1 was one of the worst fucking endings I've ever seen. I, uh, he like gets on the plane and he's like, all of a sudden he goes from being just this kind of like hokey pokey gambler guy that's down on his luck, but he's like goofy and he's not super intelligent because he just keeps, he's desperate and he keeps falling for all these little gambling things and he's definitely a klutz and he's you know things like that and he's not he's not john fucking wick and like at the end of that movie they made it seem like he was john wick or something it's like dude what are you gonna do you're this goofy guy and i think that's what made him so lovable as a character was the fact that he was just this Kind of goofy, klutzy guy that just seemed like he was down on his luck. He made some bad decisions, right? They they made him enjoyable. And then by the end, they they try to, like, make him look like he's Jason Statham or something. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to take down the games. What are you going to do? I don't know. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But And there is something beautiful about shows not knowing when to stop. Shows not going out on top, movies not going out on top, um, and even athletes not going out on top. There's a, there's a mild sadness to it, you know, watching people play way past their prime or, or watching shows go on way too long. But there's also some sort of like beautiful joke in there somewhere where it's just like, ah, oh, you stupid fuck. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's, um, you just don't know when to quit. And 
obviously, like, season two, I'm not going to spoil it for everybody if you haven't seen it, but a lot of people have. And even the people that haven't seen it have probably seen enough memes to put together what happened. But there was, like, the, the, the shit with the cop that happened at the end. Uh, you know, maybe he could do something. That guy was resourceful as hell. That guy was, that guy was like the, the Jason Statham of the movie, you know, or the, the I keep calling it a movie cause me and my wife like binged it. So it feels there's like one long movie, but you know, it felt like he could do something, but not the main guy. The main guy was a goofy fuck. I, I, <sighs> Season two of Squid Game. Like, what are they going to do? If they don't bring the games back, what's the point? Like, they have to show more games. That was, like, the some of the... That was the whole, like, enticing part of the show for me. Was the games. Like, watching these people compete in these games and the drama of it all. And then figuring out, you know, everybody was good at something. And I don't know. It was, it was just an inherently compelling... And you pick your favorites. You pick your favorite people and you're just rooting for them the whole time. The games were, was the thing. When you're taking down the games, I don't think that's, it just turns into a spy movie. I don't, (laughs) I don't know if that does anything for me. I don't know if that gets the tip moving at all. Yeah. Squid Game season two. Blech. Ugh. I hope it's good. I always hope for the best, expect the worst type thing, you know? <sighs> Sorry. i take a drink there. Sorry for the audio listeners. That can probably sounded terrible. And if you guys hear any noises like this in the audio, that's me moving my shitty microphone around. Not the microphone. The microphone's a nice mic. I, I have a nice microphone that's held up by like a $7 microphone stand that I got like six years ago when I first started streaming. I actually have it like pieces of wood glued to the table to mount the mic. So this whole setup is just, it's something else. It, it's its really something else, but I like it and it works for me. So I do apologize for any audio listeners if you, if you hear that. But uh, another thing that was in the Twitter news, uh, that kind of, kind of along the same lines of going out on top is... Will and Jada's dirty fucking laundry just out everywhere. And if you haven't heard anything about Will and Jada, I feel like this has been going on for like five years. Will and Jada was one of the most iconic duos of of celebrities. Like that celebrity love, that Jada and that Will love. You know what I'm talking about. They got the kids who were also in entertainment, you know, and and they were the family. <laughs> and then somewhere along the way, I'm not really sure how it came about, but there's that, that video of them sitting at a table talking, like airing out all their dirty laundry to each other. And Will's just those memes of Will crying and like the pain meme and stuff like that just coming from. Like, because they, like, separated, and then Jada started taking some mad dick on the side. And Will was like, what the fuck? But apparently Will was, like, not cool. Like, he, they was the, the, the relationship was really bad. And it feels like old tabloid crap. You know, you know when you're going through the, 
the checkout and you got the tabloids on the side that's like, is she pregnant? He wants the children. Fucking the Queen of England is an alien. Like, you know, it's stuff like that. That's what this Jada Will stuff feels like. It, it feels... <laughs> It's so ridiculous because more stuff just keeps coming out. And nobody, like, everybody's kind of tired of it. Like, how much attention do you guys want to give this? Because it's nobody's business, really. And it was funny at a point. Because watching two people's relationship crumble in front of you, especially people that you don't know, the things that they say about each other is usually just crazy and it's it, it's it's hilarious. It really is because usually, you know, there it's like you got a tiny dick, and he's like, "Oh yeah, well you got the loose butthole," and then she's like, "No, oh, yeah, well, no, I don't ever come when I'm with you," and he's like, "Well, fuck you too," you know, like that shit. Like that is funny. Like they they say funny stuff. He's like, "You shit the bed three times a week," and she's like, "That's a condition." That wasn't my fault. I can't help that. He's like, yeah, it didn't clean the shit out the sheets. And, you know, it, it's funny. And then there's a point where it becomes sad. You know, I, I grew up in a trailer park. I used to see it. I used to get a front row seat to, to relationships and marriages falling apart on a, on a nightly basis. You know, every stereotype that you see about trailer parks where, like, the, they're fighting on the lawn, throwing shit at each other. You know, the dad's throwing a big wheel at the wife. You know, the yard is, like, littered with with kids' toys. And, like, they, they got, like, 12 of them. And they all share one fucking big wheel. All of a sudden, the parents are using that as a weapon, throwing lawn chairs and shit and yelling. That's all very real. That happens. That comes from a place of truth. That's what it looks like. It, it, it goes from funny to sad. And, you know, Jada was calling the, the, the cheating uh, an entanglement. That's a nice way of sugarcoating that. That's a nice way of saying I got raw dogged outside of a 7-Eleven. You know, it was an entanglement. I got entangled on his dick. His dick got entangled in my guts. I, You know, an entanglement. That's, that's just the nicest way of putting that in it. And, you know, and then all of a sudden it starts coming out like it goes from like funny and then and then it starts getting sad because Will is talking about, you know, oh, I, you know, I, I was in a dark place and, you know, well, I love to co-star too and like all this shit. They're like trying to one up each other on like their their sob stories and how much they can hurt each other. And it's like, dude, it's just stop. <laughs> stop, please, because we don't want to see anymore. It's like a boxing match that needs to be, you know, somebody needs to throw in the towel. It's it's fucking Ivan Drago and Apollo Creed, you know? That's that's what it turns into. You're like, throw in the damn towel. Throw the towel. And one of them's just getting wailed on. Throw the damn towel. Just make it stop. So their shit's all over Twitter. And I don't understand. Obviously, they're a celebrity couple, but even celebrity couples. I really respect celebrities that can keep their dirty laundry out of... Um, Oh, there's a train. There's a train. I hope you guys can't hear it. I do apologize if you can. Uh, there's nothing I can do. Unfortunately, I live on the I live on the bad side of the town, right next to the tracks. So we just got to deal with it. I do apologize. Um, 
But I really respect celebrities that can keep their dirty laundry out of the news because that's hard if you're a celebrity. Um, it's it's easier if you're obviously like maybe somebody like me, like if me and my wife ever split. Obviously, you guys would never even know about it. I might even still wear my ring just to fucking you know fool you. I remember whenever Summit One G, and uh, I think it, I think it was his wife. Um, split. He actually wore his ring for like months after they like split so that he wouldn't get questions about it on stream. And he actually, that was a very low key split. And I really respected Summit a lot for, for, for that, for keeping that out of everybody else's business because it is nobody's business, but your own. And that brings me into my next point about <sighs> Gus Johnson. Some of you that have watched my videos probably have seen Gus Johnson's stuff. Gus Johnson recently got quote-unquote canceled, I guess, over a video that his long-term girlfriend, I think they were together like three years or something, um, made. And I've talked at length with my wife about this, how weird it looks. And... It. I don't get why losing like people will support you, but it it goes beyond your entertainment, and I don't understand when that became a thing. I don't know if it's because of internet relatability. People want to relate to you, and they they want they think that because they support you, they themselves. Are, are, are good people, uh, like by extension, or they feel good about supporting somebody who's a good person. But I mean, for years and years, celebrities have been shitty people, like shitty people to the court. Most celebrities still are shitty people. You just don't see it. And so did they do some, did, did they probably do some terrible things to each other? Sure. Um, there was a whole thing about like abortion somewhere in there. There was an ectopic pregnancy. There was lack of support from Gus to Sabrina. Um, Gus apparently didn't care, was saying that a, that a baby would ruin his career, which I don't know if that's the case. That seems a bit extreme to me. Um, but I do understand that a child is a big responsibility, especially if your relationship isn't great. And from every angle that I've looked at it and read about it and 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 watched the the video and things like that, didn't seem like they had a great relationship. It's not my business. And everybody feels one way about this. I found out. Everybody feels one way about this. Everybody feels that Gus Johnson is a piece of shit and that uh, he should never, ever show his face on the internet ever again and he should throw himself off a cliff for uh, mistreating his girlfriend. As far as I'm aware, there was no physical abuse. There was just lack of support and um, and and Gus Johnson specifically just being a shitty boyfriend, which happens. I know people personally that are very nice, fun people, but they are horrible boyfriends or girlfriends. They are terrible. They are insufferable. Whenever they are in a relationship, but whenever they are out of a relationship, they are normal people. They are very likable people. They are very, even in some cases, wholesome people and very thoughtful people. But they get in a relationship and something in their brain switches 
and they're just not a good boyfriend, girlfriend, or spouse, or partner. They're just not. And that's kind of, I don't know if any of you maybe know people like that, but I do. Some people, I honestly and truly believe, should not be in a relationship. Every relationship that they're in falls apart because they don't understand, they don't either understand or they're not willing to make the sacrifices that are necessary to be in a relationship, like supporting the other one in their career, or uh, whenever somebody's having a hard time emotionally, they check in and things like that. Like they don't know that part of their brain doesn't function right. And it comes down to priorities and shit like that and, and then other outside factors. But I know people that are terrible, awful boyfriends, and they fucking, they don't, they're, they're not good boyfriends or girlfriends. They're not good partners, but they're decent people. And from everything that I've looked at, and I could be totally off base, maybe there's something that's come out about this, but just at a cursory glance, people have asked me about this because I do sketches on YouTube and Gus does sketches on YouTube, so I think people put us together. There's a couple of white guys that do sketches on YouTube, I guess, I don't know. But um, but people know that like I've watched his content for a long time, and <sighs> maybe he's a shitty person. Maybe he is. Maybe there's a lot more to that relationship that, that people didn't know. And maybe there's a reason for the the actions and the behaviors. Uh maybe there's maybe there was a mental checkout point. You know, people that stay in a relationship even though they shouldn't be in a relationship. The relationship ended like six months ago, but they've stayed together for one reason or another. Um and I have a myriad of issues with Sabrina's video. And um, I am aware that people think that my opinion is wrong, uh, whether that is because they actually disagree with the opinion or they they just feel like, you know, you know, the, 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 the like believe women support women type thing. But this wasn't like a sexual assault thing. This was just a like she had a really shitty, tragic thing happen with uh, with the ectopic pregnancy and the issues with uh, the medical professionals like not believing her and she had a lot of trouble getting help um and then Gus being unsupportive um what I think this is my opinion what it looked like to me they had a bad relationship they she went through some really traumatic shit they had maybe a messy breakup and she drops a video Disguised as one thing, but the whole point of it was to fuck with Gus. That's what it looked like to me because one, the video came out after they broke up, like pretty quickly after they broke up. So, and, and the, the title of the video was the pregnancy that almost killed me. That was literally word for word what the title of the video was. And it was an awful, tragic, horrible experience that you choose to put out on the internet for strangers and uh, title it The Pregnancy That Almost Killed Me. Well, okay. <laughs> Immediately what people are going to go to is who got you pregnant. And then uh, goes on to kind of throw some jabs in there. And it was a hard video to watch because she's like crying and like telling it. And like that stuff's uncomfortable. Like all these things that are happening. And then Gus posts this apology after people like immediately go and they're like, oh shit, so it was Gus. And because she never names him, uh, but everybody knows who it is. 
And then Gus puts out this thing on Twitter talking about like, you know, he's, he's sorry, like, uh, you know, typical apology bullshit, like whatever. I don't know why you need to apologize to strangers for like, like, why are you apologizing like, like to, to Twitter when you didn't do anything to Twitter? I, I don't know. I don't know. This whole situation is just fucking weird to me. So that's why I'm talking about it. Um, so then he puts out an apology and then Sabrina immediately tweets. I will not accept an apology with lies in it. Um, you are not forgiven, which immediately tells me the bells went off in my head that, oh shit, maybe that video had more to do with Gus than what maybe everybody was initially led on to believe. The video was initially supposed to be about her telling her struggle and her truth and and her, you know, the that awful fucking experience with with medical staff and and issues with healthcare and and then also like just this, this traumatic part of her life. It's a story. But to me I feel like it was disguised as a way to fuck with Gus and did Gus do some shitty things? Probably. I wasn't there, but probably, yeah. This was this a horrible thing to happen to her? Yeah. Was this all about telling your story? Ah. Put that out right after a breakup. Really? You titled the video The Pregnancy That Almost Killed Me and then, then claim the video wasn't actually about Gus. Then say that Gus is not forgiven though. Then change the title of the video to just my pregnancy. That's all it was. Just change the title of the video from the pregnancy that almost killed me. Um, which to a lot of people, the way a lot of people read that was Gus Johnson almost killed me. That's literally what they read was Gus Johnson almost killed me. Gus Johnson got me pregnant, so he killed me. Um, and, and that's just the way the internet is. That's how they react to things. I wanted to talk about this because it, it obviously came out like a few weeks ago. And I'm sad on it. And I've thought about it. And people have asked me about it. And I do what I always do. And I wait to kind of see how I really feel. And and I I, I talked. To, I, I didn't want to react to it just immediately. Was there horrible things? Yes. Um, I am both shocked and not shocked at the internet's reaction to the whole thing. Um, Gus has canceled his tour for like the rest of the year. And um, he may not come back. I mean, I think he will. I mean, honestly... Like people have come back from so many, so much worse stuff than like being a shitty boyfriend. It wasn't like a physically abusive thing. It was an awful thing, but that's not my relationship. It's not my job to judge his relationship. It was like whenever Dr. Disrespect cheated on his wife and, and people were like, Dr. Disrespect cheated on me. Me and Dr. Disrespect were married with a child and he cheated on me. Dude, like people, celebrities and, 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 large influencers and just basic regular people. Jim who works at the fucking canning factory up the road is cheating on his wife with three different women and your uncle Bob. And, and you don't know about it. And if you found out, you'd be like, Oh, you know what? That's not, that's Jim. But because people are celebrities and people relate to them, I think it, I think it means that they have to align on some level. And there's obviously that parasocial aspect to it. I'm not here to tell you how to feel. I just, I, I do think it's very weird how people reacted to that because 
he didn't do anything to you. And again, <coughs> just circling back to the Travis Scott thing. Is Travis Scott a shitty person? 100% Travis Scott is a shitty person. Just from years of of seeing how he reacts in certain situations and how he treats people. Like, I'm pretty sure he even, he was like stealing songs at one point. Like, that's shitty behavior. He's a shitty person. Does he still make good music? Yeah, he does. He makes good music and you don't have to support it. <coughs> Sorry. But shitty people um, can still be good entertainers and can still be celebrities. Again, you don't have to support it or anything, but... I don't think those two things are synonymous. People want them to be synonymous so badly. People want good people to succeed. But that's not how that works. Unfortunately, that's like, you know, more often than not, bad people succeed because they don't have the, they either lack the empathy or they are so career driven that they step over the personal side of things. Right. And and in this situation, Gus was talking about the kid and his career. He obviously prioritized his career over having a family. And there's a lot of people that do that. Like you ever hear about the fucking dad that works 16 hours a day and uh, and his kids never see him. You know, he's the businessman and he's closing the deal and he's always out of town. And when he goes out of town, he's having, you know, hot gay sex out back. Oh, back behind the bar and then he goes home and he closes the deal and he comes home to his wife who he hates. You know, the kids don't see him because he prioritizes the the closing the deal and the hot gay sex over the over the family. There's just priorities with people. And I, I just think that there's a reason that successful people are successful and it very rarely has to do with them being great personable people. Very rarely. Does it have to do with them being just the most wonderful philanthropic people ever? Normally, they're okay stepping on people, and normally they're okay putting people behind them to 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 make sure that they get what they want out of their career. And I've talked about this before. That's one reason why I may never be as successful as I guess I would want to be, because I'm an ambitious person to an extent. I'm an ambitious person... But I am not willing to make the sacrifices necessary to to be overly successful. Like Twitch, for example. I um I put my wife above my Twitch channel. And that's why sometimes like streams are inconsistent. And uh that's why I don't upload on YouTube every single day. You know, I upload, you know, maybe once or twice a week and it's because I enjoy spending time with my family and I, I would like to, you know, have kids and start a family and things like that. And, um, whenever it comes to comedy, I would love to tour, but it would be around like partially like what my wife wanted as well. But that's, that's my priorities. I want to be successful, but I want to be successful to a point. Like I'm not trying to like take over the world. You know, there's a lot of people like take over the Andrew Schultz is like that. Uh, Andrew Schultz talked about something that I heavily disagree with, but, uh, I, I love Andrew Schultz. I think he's honest, honestly, right now, one of maybe top four funniest active comedians that I've seen. Um, and I'm very excited for his special to come out. He obviously says some wild things on his podcast that I don't necessarily agree with. He says some things I do agree with, and he says some things that I just don't give a fuck about. That's kind of how things go. 
but he said that uh, comedians or comics that don't want to be at the top shouldn't try. That was literally what he said. Like if you're, because that's his mindset. It's like zero or a hundred, right? Um, and I respect that. I respect that drive because I don't have it. <laughs> I don't have it. I'm here to have fun, and I'm here to you know entertain and and crack some funny jokes. But you know if I'm not, if I don't turn into you know Dave Chappelle, then that's that's okay with me. If I'm not the biggest comedian in the world, that's fine. I'm here to have fun and entertain you, lovely people, and and share some thoughts. And, and hopefully do some shows and and have a good time. But he, he said, you know, like uh, comics, I can't remember what podcast it was. He was either like a guest on somebody's podcast or it was on his flagrant too. But he was, he, he said that he said that uh, if you don't want to, if you don't have the drive to be number one and like take over the world and like, like that's what he wanted to do. Then he said that like other comics shouldn't try. And do I think that's bullshit? Of course it's bullshit. You know, that's, that's his mindset. And that's, that's why he's saying those things because that's what he believes. But uh, that's the type of person that I, I'm not. And when it comes to like full on success, like, you know, you're talking millions and millions of dollars and, and houses. And, and it's, it's kind of this contradiction because some people, I think, turn into that. That overly successful person that doesn't care. They turn themselves into narcissists almost workaholic narcissist um and then other people i feel like they're like that from the beginning but then they you know they kind of play the game to get to the top and then they're just stepping over people constantly and like kevin hart is a good example of that kevin hart had a good relationship with his wife he's a super ambitious guy like he he like owns like a production company and like a vitamin company and like now he's he's trying to branch out into like uh like business not just comedy. Has his comedy suffered? Yes. I have not seen a good Kevin Hart special in years. His comedy has suffered because of it. But if he's transitioning to something that's going to make him more comfortable long term, that's his decision. But he like there's that whole sex tape scandal that came out like he was out like cheating on his wife and stuff. And, and um, you know, he's got a family at home. And, you know, he's out, you know, partying and uh, and doing shit. And it, it's funny how that'll change people. You know, they'll get success. And then all of a sudden, what becomes a priority is staying successful, right? So you might have family at number one, right? You might have family and supporting my family. Supporting my family is number one. And being successful is number one. And some people muddle that line of like, I'm doing this for my family, but what that really means is I'm doing this because I need to feed my ego and stay successful. So sometimes like those are muddled at number one, but let's say you're doing it for your family at number one and number two uh, is, is like, is like your interests, right? Somewhere along the way, number two jumps number one and it's no longer about your family. It's about again, feeding your ego and then whenever that happens, then it's like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And then before you know it, you're neglecting your family and you're out traveling, having hot gay sex behind the bar. That's my point. You kind of forget where you came from and why you're doing it in the first place. And that's, I went off on a big tangent there, but I hope some of that made sense. Uh, celebrities are not good people. 
your idols, the people that you look up to probably aren't great people. Everybody makes horrible, awful mistakes and does terrible things. And to expect them to not only align with you morally and believe everything that you want them to believe and believe the same things that you believe um, and also be super awesome and entertaining, there's a very slim chance of that happening. Um, I, I just I think you should expect less <laughs> of creators and being a terrible, awful boyfriend. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And uh, I I think that's all I've got for this episode. Again, I, I went on a little bit of a tangent, but we you know we're right at our hour. Um, so a little bit longer episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Even if you didn't agree with uh, everything that I said, I hope you enjoyed listening to my ramblings. Be sure to check out the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Lance. The Lance has two L's as always. Um, we've got uh, new episodes coming out on Monday. I may go into some more of this stuff a little bit more in depth. Uh, the first episode is already up on the Patreon. And um, yeah, so be sure to check that out. Check out the socials. I really appreciate you listening, and I will see you lovely people next Wednesday.